Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. In this episode, we're looking at the La Pazana incident. That's correct, the La Pazana incident. Now, this was a UFO alien encounter that happened back in 1978 in Spain along the Guatemala River. And if you look on the map, you'll find that on the western edge of the country, uh, bordering the Canadian, bordering the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, it's about a third of the way up from Gibraltar, I suppose. It looks like it's probably got a kind of a temperate climate there, I imagine. We find out that in late in late November of 1978, a group of hunters on the La Pazana estate near the Guatemala River, they experienced a life-altering event that still defies explanation. Now, this encounter was marked by bizarre lights and a humanoid figure, and these guys were left with an indelible mark on their lives. Now, during a nocturnal hunting expedition, these hunters were they were out. They're on their hunting expedition, and they see these uh, red lights off in the distance. Not knowing what they are, they take off walking toward them. I guess natural thing to do, huh? You could imagine 1978, a lot less light pollution. Now, they stumbled on an extraordinary object. That was the UFO, and this thing had these rows of crimson lights all the way around it. It just illuminated it. And next to the red lights were, was this tall, like, humanoid creature... And he just seemed to be totally engrossed in repairing this UFO. Now, this thing was wearing this really shiny, gleaming silver outfit. You know, we hear about these kind of these body-hugging uh, outfits that these things wear so often. And the thing about him that was really strange was that he was emitting this eerie, uh, resonant hum. And it just seemed like it made it more otherworldly. Now, the witnesses, one of Manuel Gordillo, that's G-O-R-D-I-L-L-O, and another hunter, Francisco Lopez Rivero, they decided to approach this thing. And the, and the encounter really kind of had mixed results. I mean, they were really afraid of it as they walked up to it. But they report that this alien, this figure initiated some kind of movement and overwhelmed with just awe and fear these two they just eventually took off and rejoined their companions who had also witnessed this captivating phenomena now several weeks later ufo investigators accompanied by riviero they went back to the site where the craft had landed and they found a circular clearing that seemed like it was just perfectly made for this thing and they, they couldn't believe it. Now, remarkably, they uncovered some footprints. And these footprints were about 16, 16 and a half inches long. And these matched the descriptions that the witness said of this really tall figure. You can imagine a man might have feet, what, I don't know, 10, 12 inches long. But this guy's 16. So even though there weren't any unusual like energy readings detected, the incident's particulars uh, really resonated with a larger pattern of UFO encounters that were happening in the 70s because this stuff was happening all over the place. Now, this incident took place uh, in an era that's been marked by just a proliferation of human encounters worldwide. And Italy, in particular, was experiencing a surge in UFO sightings and humanoid occupant reports. And the Pisani event stood out due to its fascinating uh, intricacies that were just encompassed by these uh, really weird actions of this humanoid-looking alien. The fact that it was just there trying to repair this machine, such a human thing to do to fix the craft that it was in. So bizarre. 
Now, despite the shroud of mystery, you know, the, the tangible evidence discovered at the site, I mean, the way this thing was cut out just exactly in the right shape for the ship, along with the experiences of the, of the, the eyewitnesses, the Ponzi incident really continues to baffle a lot of people. Now, we're going to take a look at an article here that's been written about this. There's been a couple, and this one I think is really pretty clear-cut. They describe this, the title says, The 1978, the Garena Humanoid Encounter. Now, some people call this La Pazana. Some people call it the Garena. Uh, the Pazana is kind of the specific estate that it was in. The Garena was a greater area. And they have an illustration here, and I'll put this up on the Buy Me a Coffee website. And they've kind of got this written up in report form, and it's called Think About It Sighting Report. And the website is thinkaboutitdocs.com. Now, it has a date for November 24th, 1978. The sighting time is at 3.30 a.m. Happened at night, naturally. It has a location listed as Garena, Asnal, Collar, and Olivares in the province of Seville, southwestern Spain. Describes as herbal, entity type, humanoid-ish. <laughs> I like that, ish. And then the encounter that it gives it is a CE-V, and that's a close encounter V, that's voluntary bilateral contact between humans and extraterrestrials. Now the size of the object is 6 to 15 feet, so it's almost like maybe this thing's just built for one guy, and the distance that they were away was 33 feet, so they were a little ways away, but not too far, and they described the shape of the object as round, and the color as red lights, and there were four witnesses. Now they have a source listed here from 1979, so this must went back to like the original, it says the APRO, now that's not the original report. It says a summary and description, quote, I saw the man up to the waist as I was stretched out on the ground. The light was behind him and I couldn't make out well what he was wearing. It seemed to me he was wearing shoes or boots and he was speaking. The voice seemed as if he was in a deep well. It was like, mmm. Mm. The steps were slow. He came toward where we were and went back. I was a little afraid, and I thought of my wife and children, so I didn't feel very safe. So it sounds like he's talking about when they walked up to this thing. You've got this large alien, cryptid, whatever it is. He appears to be out there working on his craft. Now, what he could be doing to it, who knows? But he's standing outside this craft, and these guys walk up to him. And even though it says they're 33 feet away, they could hear him humming. And then apparently when he becomes aware that they're there, he turns around. Apparently when he becomes aware that they're there, he turns around and comes back toward him. And that's when they decide to leave. It says, one Friday in late November 1978, evidently November 24th, the four witnesses plus another friend were hunting just east of the Guatemala River in the area between the towns of Garena, Asno Collar, and Olivares in the province of Seville, southwestern Spain. They had a six-battery flashlight. The night was dark without any wind, with good visibility and temperature under a rather cloudy sky. One of the friends decided to return to the car, so he saw nothing of what subsequently happened. The area of the observation is at approximately 6 degrees, 20 feet west longitude, and 37 degrees 30 North Latitude. It is part of the estate La Pazana. That's two miles southwest of Garina. 
Its principal characteristics are low hills with some farming, clumps of eucalyptus trees, vegetation located especially near the Guatemar River, and the remains of a Roman aqueduct and beef cattle. The place where the incident occurred is a very dense grove, primarily of eucalyptus trees, with some open areas inside. Our four witnesses went into the thick grove, and after having waded across the stream, it was about 3.30 a.m., they had been there several hours already and using their powerful flashlights continued looking for their prey between the trees, following a road, of, following a road made of tractors, but let witnesses Manuel Gordiello tell us what happened. While still on the side of the river, I told the others, wait a minute, look at the red lights of a car. The gypsy who was with us, who could not be interviewed, and this is ID, so apparently they didn't even know this guy's name, began to say, hey, what is that? In my mother's name, in my grandmother's name, what is that? That is a strange thing. We were seeing it on the ground in the distance. We put out the flashlights and approached. The closer we got, the more light was seen. And then I thought, well, it isn't a car. If the car had its back to us, we could have been looking at the drivers. But since we were walking, it was not logical for it to always be red. Then we threw it off the, tr then we threw it off the track a little. We crossed the river to the other side where it was. We began to hunt and forgot what we had seen. That's weird. So they saw this UFO. They see the lights. The guy that was with him, they called the gypsy. He became really frightened, it sounds like. They walk all the way over there. It says we crossed the river to the other side where it was. And then it says we began to hunt and forgot what we had seen. Enthusiastic in what we were doing. Weird. I was practically alone without hearing any of the others. I shone the light here and there and didn't see anyone. I turned off my flashlight and whistled for them to answer. They turned on their flashlights and I said to myself, there they are because with the trees, no one could be seen. Then they came quickly and asked me, hey, didn't you see that again? I really hadn't seen it until they told me about it. What we had seen from the other side was still in that place. There was really a light there. And then I told them, are we going to get closer? They were very scared. The red light was there and it was doing a strange thing as if it was shaking. Then I told them, watch me from, watch me from behind. I'm going to get a little closer. The trees did not let us see the place completely. Another companion wanted to approach it with me and we went on ahead of the other two. There was a person or something walking around it. It was not just one light, but a row of lights. He could not see everything and didn't know how tall the being was, but his legs were very big and he saw just the legs. The object seemed round to me and it was near the ground, right close to the ground. The lights were low. They were about 10 feet high and they must have been about four or five meters. That's 13 to 16 feet across. The lights were of different colors. The man advanced about 33 feet, and we lost sight of him, approaching again and grabbed something. I don't know if he went to the object or around it. I couldn't see. I didn't see any door in the object. I saw the man up to the waist as I was stretched out on the ground. The light was behind him, and I couldn't make out what he was wearing. It seemed to me he was wearing shoes or boots, and he was speaking. The voice seemed as if he was in a deep well. It was like an um. Mm. The steps were slow. He came toward where we were and went back. I was a little afraid, and I thought of my wife and children, so I didn't feel very safe. <laughs>
So, so far, you can see it looks like these guys were traveling in a group. They see this UFO. They see the lights off in the distance. It must have been quite a ways away. So they walk that way. They have to cross a river. It doesn't tell us how big this river is. I'm assuming it's not that big of a river. They get across this river. I'm assuming there must be a dry place to walk across there, rocks or something. Maybe it's just a dry area. It looks on the map like it could be kind of a dry area. They get across the river. They locate this thing again. In the middle of trying to find this thing, it sounds like they've gotten the group has gotten disbanded because the one guy talks about uh, locating the group after he after he gets across the river, he forgets about it, and then he kind of comes to his senses, tries to locate the group, and then they find it again. That's weird. It almost seems like one of these guys maybe had la maybe maybe this witness here had lost time. I don't know. This is really weird, and I also feel like we're losing some of the details because this has been translated from Spanish. So I feel like maybe we're losing a little bit of the of of the of exactly what happened in this really strange uh, encounter. So we have these guys. Two of them have decided to get close to it. Now he says uh, that the, it's. He says the object was about 30 meters or 100 feet away, and the man approached us. So they've gotten up to within 100 feet of this thing. So that's a little ways off, a third of a football field, say. And they're talking about laying flat on the ground. So they're obviously uh, afraid, obviously worried about this thing, as you can imagine. So they spied this thing out. They're 100 foot away. They're laying there on the ground. They're watching this humanoid creature work on this, this seven foot tall humanoid creature work on this spacecraft, which looks to be like uh, 16 foot across, 10 foot tall. They're watching this thing. And he turns and walks toward them about 33 feet. So they're 100 foot away. The creature is there working on this spacecraft. At 100 foot away, he senses them. He turns around and he walks toward them. He comes within about 60 feet of them because he says he walks about 33 feet. So a third of the way toward them. And you can imagine what kind of fear that would put into a person. Finally, we got out of there very scared. We no longer felt like hunting. So we left running and I fell and the others fell on top of me. Just sounds like a mess. These guys running out of there, they're panic. They're falling on top of each other. From Francisco, from Francisco Lopez Rivera's testimony, we can indicate the following. This witness remained behind his companion and observed the scene in a similar manner, though with additional details. The object seemed to him like a large earthen jar, upside down with a red light on top, stationary. Toward the center of the object, he saw several rows of lights of different colors, green, orange, red, and yellow. A little below, he observed some bright colored silvery legs. He had the impression at the height of the man's eyes and the mouth there was a window, like on a motorcyclist's helmet. He only saw the figure to the waist and he didn't see any arms. The helmet was black or dark and the rest of the body was silvery. As to the sounds emitted by the being, as well as his movements, he agrees with the other witnesses. He seemed to be very strong and tall, being of some two meters, six foot seven inches or more. On Sunday, July 14, 1979, the investigators went to the site of the supposed landing with Francisco Lopez. After certain difficulties in finding the spot where his observation was made, they carefully studied the ground and observed the following. This place is, as a matter of fact, very wooded, and it is not easy to see. Nevertheless, the exact place where it is supposed that the object landed is a rather circular area where the trees themselves are situated in this curious geometric pattern. The land was already soft due to the rains that had fallen since November. 
They found no sign of traces except for a curious footprint, which seemed to have been impressed into the ground many days before. After carefully drawing the mark, they measured it, and its size was 42 centimeters, or 16 and a half inches. Several yards further on, they found two more marks made in the soil, and they were, in this, and they were the same size as the first. The appropriate experiment showed the mark. In, propor in proportion to the height, it would correspond to an individual who was 6 foot 11 inches tall. The distance between the marks was about 43 feet. Man. That, so if this if those were the only the marks that, that were if all the marks that this thing made were left that's either a 43 foot stride or maybe this thing is somehow levitating kind of like what you heard happen down in Peru and and another creature in the seven foot tall range thanks to this investigation witness Francisco Lopez Rivera gave certain additional details that allowed investigator Antonio Moya Serpa to make drawings in his presence that he approved, which are included in this report, and you can find the you can find the link there in the Buy Me a Coffee website. Shout out to everybody that supports over there. Investigators report it says five people were in a nocturnal hunting party just east of the Guatemala River in the area between towns of Agrina, as the Collar and Olivares in the province of Seville, southwestern Spain, at approximately. 6 degrees 20 west longitude, 37 degrees 30 north longitude. The place is part of the estate, La Pizana. Its principal characteristics are low hills with some farming, clumps of eucalyptus trees, vegetation located especially near the Guatemala River, the remains of a Roman aqueduct, and beef cattle. The place where the incident occurred is a very dense grove, primarily of eucalyptus trees with some open areas inside. They each had a six battery flashlight. They each had a six-battery flashlight. The night was dark with no wind, good visibility, normal temperatures under a rather cloudy sky. As one of their friends decided to return to the car, he saw nothing of what subsequently happened. The other four went into the thick grove, and having waded across the stream, it was about 3.30 a.m. on the 25th. So they described this as a stream, even though it's, even though it's called a river on the map. They had been there several hours already using their powerful flashlights, and continued looking for their prey between the trees following a road made by tractors. Witness Manuel Gordiello told the investigators that while still on the other side of the river, he alerted others' attention to what he thought were the red lights of the back of a car. A gypsy who was with them and could not be interviewed said, according to Gordiello, Hey, what is that? In my mother's name, in my grandmother's name, what is that? That is a strange thing. Gordiello said that the hunters were seeing these red lights on the ground in the distance. They put out the flashlights and approached. The closer they got, the more light that was seen, and then he realized that it wasn't a car. If it were, it would be going away from them, but instead it approached. The lights were more visible and more visible, and they could not see the drivers. Gordillo said that they went off the track a little, crossed the river to the other side where the light was. They began to hunt and forgot what they had seen, enthusiastic about the hunting. At one point, Gordillo was then practically alone without hearing of the others. That's the part that gets me here. They, they're following these lights, they get across the river, and they just forget about it. Man, that sounds like a lost time. And then here, this says Gordillo was, at, was then practically alone. Now, another thing, you hear about these things, when these people have these kind of sightings where they don't recall being abducted, a lot of times it's a group abduction, they come back and one or two of them will be separated from the group. Very common. That's what it sounds like to me, I don't know. He shone the light here and there and didn't see anyone, turned off the flashlight and whistled for the others to answer. 
Then they turned on their flashlights and came to him quickly and asked, hey, didn't you see that again? So you have two groups. You have, you have the one guy here, and then you have the other, was it, three people. And they're having separate experiences uh, viewing this thing. Separate, account, separate encounters. It sure sounds like this one's been abducted to me. He hadn't, so they told him that there was that there was really a light there, and then he proposed to go closer to check the light. They were scared. They saw the red light. It was doing a strange shaking. Gordila asked them to look at him from behind as he was going to get a little closer. Another of the hunters, Francisco Lopez Rivero, wanted to approach with him, and the two went on ahead of the other two. As they neared the place where the red light was, they saw that it was not just a single light, but a row of lights, and there was a person or something walking around it. Gordila said he was now within 30 meters of the light, so that's about 100 feet. Lopez Riviera, who was remaining a little behind, remained behind Gordila, observed the scene in a similar manner, and told, the, and told that the object seemed to him like a large earthen jar upside down with a red light on top, stationary. Toward the center of the object, he saw several rows of lights of different colors, green, orange, red, and yellow. Gordila, not seeing anything because of the vegetation, and he could not see how tall the being was, he saw only the legs, but he saw that these legs were very big. The light was behind the being, and he could not make out well what he was wearing. It seemed to him that the being was wearing shoes or boots, and he was speaking with a voice that sounded as if he was in a deep well. The sounds like, um, um. The steps, the steps of being took were slow. He came toward the two men. He came toward where the two men were approaching up to 10 meters. That's about 33 feet. The steps of the being, now this is weird. The steps of the being were slow. He came toward where the two men were, approaching up to 10 meters or 33 feet, was lost of sight. So like he just walks up to him and they can't see him anymore. Now I don't know if that's because there's too many trees around or if this thing just disappeared right in front of their eyes. Lopez all observed the, also observed the being's legs. So they're on the ground, they're laying flat on the ground it looks like, and they're kind of looking up. Maybe he's just trying to lay still I imagine, and you can see the legs of this thing. Lopez also observed the being's legs indicated they were bright colored silvery he had the impression at the height of the he had the impression at the height of the man's eyes and mouth there was a window like on a motorcyclist helmet this is exact same kind of description we heard about the ones that were spotted down in peru he talks about that one fellow talks about the slit across this thing's face he, says he has a mask on and he's got a slit across it and there's yellow light coming out and it weren't his body suits okay by the way those aren't people wearing jetpacks, okay? He, too, only saw the figure to the waist and did not see the arms and the waist. The helmet was black or dark and the rest of the body silvery. As to the sounds emitted by the being as well as his movements, he agrees with Gordillo. Lopez specified that the being seemed to be a very strong and tall being of some two meters or more. So we're talking seven foot. Gordillo explained that he was a little afraid then and thought of his wife and children and started to feel very unsafe. Yeah, this thing's walking up toward him. They're so afraid they wouldn't even stand up. They're laying on the ground. The object seemed round to Gordilla and it was near the ground. I'm talking about the UFO now. The lights were low at about, what, 10 foot and must have been around four or five meters across. You're talking about 15, 16 feet across. So imagine this object. They said it was shaped like an earthen jar. It's about maybe 15, 16 feet, uh, about 10 foot tall and 15, 16 feet around. So it's almost round shape. There, they were of different colors, speaking of the lights. The being went back to the lights, then approached again and grabbed something. Then Gordiel saw him either go into or behind the object with the lights. He didn't see any door in the object. 
Gordillo said that finally they got out of there running very scared. So finally this thing walks back to the ship. Now he's a good 100 feet away. Now they feel like they can get out of there. You can imagine just laying there on the ground terrorized as this, this thing walks toward you. Wow. They no longer felt like hunting. No, I don't imagine. As he ran away, he fell, and others fell on top of me. So they're just got four of these guys who are just running like crazy, and they're so scared. They're running through. The, they're running through, in the dark, and they're falling on top of each other. On Sunday, January 14th, so what, a couple months later, the investigators went to the site of the supposed landing with Francisco Lopez, and after certain difficulties in finding the spot, there's, they found they found where it had landed in this, in this uh, grove area. And it goes on and describes a little bit about that again. Now, before I close the program, I just want to say that I went ahead and did the blue check thing on Twitter. Just just thought I'd see if I could get the program pushed out there a little bit. I don't know if it's going to work out. I don't even know if they're going to approve my blue check account. But if you're subscribed on uh, or you follow on Spotify or the other channels, do me a favor and follow on uh, Twitter. It just takes a minute and it really helps the program out because it'll help get it'll help get a lot more. Uh, exposure. Anyway, until next time, this is UFO Warning, over and out.